You're listening to the Roaring Repeater Podcast on 7220sports.com. Here's Cody. This is the Roaring Repeater Podcast here on 7220sports.com. I am Cody Tucker, joined in studio today by Jared Newland, as always, former Wyoming Cowboy Adam Waddell. Excited to have you in, Adam. Uh, first things first, though, and Adam brought this up before we came on the air. It's, it's a disgusting realization, something that really hit me last night. As I'm watching Nevada get their teeth kicked in, Jared, uh, last year at this time, we were in Dayton, Ohio, at an awesome Irish bar, by the way, that looked like it was going to be a lot of fun on St. Patty's Day. Um, my, how the times have changed that quickly <laughs> in a year from a, what, 25-9 and nine team to a nine-win team. And Adam talked about we were on the air last year after the tournament game in Dayton saying, hey, guys, <laughs> the future is so unbelievably bright. Like, we'll be, we won't be in the first four next year. It'll just be – it's in the field. I mean, it was all but a guarantee. And here we are getting ready to watch the NCAA tournament <laughs> with Wyoming nowhere near it. Isn't now you got me thinking about that Reuben sandwich I had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that thing was good. <laughs> How about those beers they were pouring and they were putting, like – like clovers on top. Yeah, it's kind of like what a barista does at a coffee place. <laughs> yeah. They do that with the Guinness. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't drink a Guinness if you paid me. They said but. that was the country's second largest St. Patty's Day party, I think, yeah. in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's a corner where all these bars are all downtown comes together, and they set up this huge tent. And they said there's just like 5,000 people out there. And he walked us into the other side of the bar, and it was just Jameson bottles, like cases oh, wow. of Jameson. And he said some ungodly amount of number of cases. He goes, oh, yeah, it'll all be gone by St. Patty's Day. Do you remember, too, that they took us in that back room, the owner did? They, like, moved a church, like an old church, I want, maybe even from Ireland. I can't remember, but it had all the original, like, stained glass yeah, and stuff. it was really cool. It wow. was an awesome place. And who would have thought Dayton, Ohio, some huge Irish enclave? I would have never in a million years thought. I wish we would have stayed for it. So if Wyoming happens to play in the first four again, Dayton? definitely go. Yes. So Dayton was cool. <laughs> the night before, we had some trouble finding beer. but I mean, we when we it. got in and got picked up at the airport – or actually picked Ryan Thorburn up at the airport, right? Yeah, or yep. me or who, I don't know how yeah. it all worked out. But it took us a while to find. And after the game, we couldn't find a place to eat. Oh, so I forgot busy. about that. No. no. Oh, there just wasn't anywhere to Nothing eat. Nothing was open. Hmm. It's a small town. It's a pretty small town. We ended up at a McDonald's like at 3 in the morning. Yeah, Why do they have the first four there? I, well, that's a funny. Jared pissed the guy off at the hotel right away, and he, he was like, you called this a host city? There's not even any beer. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so offended. <laughs> uh, okay. It just sucks to think about, man. You know, to think where we were at this time last year and to think where we're at now. Of course, it's been... A season from hell, and, you know, most would say it's been a week from hell for the University of Wyoming basketball team, who lost Noah Reynolds, Nate Barnhart, Jeremiah Oden, and we don't know if we're done there. Um, Sundance Wicks, a very popular assistant coach from Gillette, is now the head coach at Wisconsin Green Bay. Congratulations to him, but that brings me to another point that drives me completely insane, and I would love your your guys' take on this. I see the same people saying, congratulations, Sonny. Wow, what a huge opportunity. Odin, you dick. What are you doing? You have no loyalty anymore. Mm -hmm. Does that drive you? Does that just drive me nuts or does that drive any of you guys nuts? I see 
I know <clears throat> from being in Cowboy Joe, from being a player and being from Wyoming, I know that Wyoming fans want loyalty. They want this Hunter Maldonado no matter what. They want a me no matter what. Uh, you know, I know Eric Platt left, but they want the Marcus Baileys. They want those guys who are going to be here no matter what because they love the brand. They love Wyoming. They love the brown and gold. Mm-hmm. That's not how it is. Not it's many not of you are how from it Wyoming. Is. Nope. I will tell you that the majority of the guys that come into Laramie don't even like Laramie. They're waiting to get out. They're waiting for the next step. It is a step. Do they like – do they eventually fall in love with Laramie? They do. But the, that thought of they owe Wyoming something, they don't have that. No. They don't have that thinking so they're coming in thinking this is a stepping stone every i know a lot of guys come in thinking they're going to the league and they're young and it's frankly dumb thinking <laughs> <Nice>. that <laughs> yeah so you know i don't i don't ever see that I, I see it as if those guys are not happy they need to get out because if they're not happy they're going to end up being a cancer to the team anyways yep. they're going to be against coach they're going to go against the grain. They're going to do all the wrong things. They're going to, you know, be in the locker room telling guys that they need to leave or I'm getting out of here. And it's just, it's constant. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And that's, that is, uh, you know, we don't want to see this, but it is the reality of where we're at today. And it stinks. I think every, you know, Wyoming is not the only school going through the throws of the transfer portal and and what it means to every school but um this is going to be it moving forward now i think you know if there are and we can and talk about it you know if there are other factors that 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 go into these guys wanting to leave there's that but every single year you're going to have guys leave i i would say when i was playing that there we always had two or three guys every year that would leave they were unhappy and and there was no portal then there was no portal then they were that unhappy that they wanted to leave and and you know they were talented really very very talented guys that could have helped us you know go even further mm-hmm. and i i think of uh the desmar jacksons of the world i think of the amat embes of the world uh those guys went on to have great careers elsewhere but they could have helped us, but mm-hmm. they were unhappy. So that situation was not good. It was not good. Mm-hmm. So that's great perspective from your side. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, fans don't think about that. And Cody, your conversation with Berman, he said he expects twenty percent of the roster to be gone every year. Every sport. Well, it's kind of been that way anyway. Yeah. I mean, now it just pisses people off because they can go play immediately. Yeah. True. But that's right. He said 20%, and that's what I was going to mention, 20% of every single sport, which 20% of football, that's that's a chunk of dudes. I mean, that's like we've seen, 10 to 15, yeah. 9 to 15 dudes. And, uh, yeah, if they're not happy, see ya. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And, by the way, the noise in the background, we go over this every week. We're in a construction zone here, so. <laughs> it's getting closer, folks. Yeah, Jared's brushing his teeth if you hear that vibrating. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting that you bring that up. And somebody yesterday, Adam on Facebook said, um, "Can we just address the elephant in the room? Laramie is not a great place to live." And I went, um, "These guys are, you know, I see people go, they left because of the weather." And I'm like, "Oh, get the hell out of here with that, would you please? If you could talk to this, and I know you're a Wyoming guy, but how important is it that she brought up San Diego? 
is like, it's not San Diego. Well, no, it's not. But what I think is better about Laramie than San Diego is you probably couldn't go in a pizza place without people going, oh, my God, there's Adam Waddell. Mm -hmm. I remember my ex-girlfriend worked in the same building with you at the Quest (laughs) building and text me and said, I'm on the elevator with Adam Waddell. (laughs) You think they're going to say that in San Diego, California, no matter how good the Aztecs are? They aren't. And I think guys realize that when they get to Laramie, how special it is, how Mm -hmm. small town it is. I I always compare um, I always compare the wrestling team with the basketball team or the football team in the sense that uh, um, they always recruit and it's coach uh, wrestling branch branch, branch coach branch gosh played some awesome uh, lunch uh, street rules volleyball with coach branch <laughs> but uh, he he recruits guys that are you know they go camping they go hunting. They might put a dip in every once in a while. Ride horses. You know? Yeah, like yep. they're the they're those type of guys. Mm-hmm. We cannot be competitive in Laramie without recruiting guys that are not like that. Yeah. They just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. But I always bring up the story of Afam, and I always bring up the story of of JD. Um, JD was from San Diego, and he came to Laramie, and he hated every single bit of that first year when it got cold. Uh, he was away from family. And by the hand, by the end, by the time he left and graduated, he fell in love with it. He 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 liked Laramie. Mm-hmm. Is he going to live there for the rest of his life? No, he's not. But he did like it, and it just I I think when guys get there, they they do they feel the magic. They know how that they are the celebrity people. I mean, mm-hmm. the only university, it's that is a huge draw for a lot of guys. And once they get there and they see that. It's big, but like I said before, I think a lot of the guys now, especially with bigger aspirations, they come in and they're they are on to the next almost. Yeah. And you know, you got to really bring them in, and they got to really, really love it. And if this lady that you're talking about, I actually read those comments, and if she thinks that Laramie has something to do with it and the weather, um. Watch two of these players possibly go to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. The weather is <laughs> a hell of a lot colder in Green Bay, Wisconsin, exactly. than it is in Laramie, Wyoming. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, Jeff Linder said, so I just thought about this. Jeff said something uh, after senior night that kind of struck me. He, uh, he said that Hunter Thompson and Hunter Maldonado will always have a home because they stayed. And he said a lot of people, I can't remember his exact quote. It was really good. A, a lot of guys now are timeshare guys. They don't have a home to come back to. And we do, Adam and I do that celebrities for a cause deal up in Cody every summer. Um, think about stuff like that. How many Wyoming guys come to that? Marcus Harris is coming this year. Yep. Nobody's forgotten about Marcus Harris. He, he's a bullet in the California. He's a two-time All-American. He's coming to that. That's going to be a big draw. Speaking of him, Marcus texted me last night. said, hey, do you know Cody Tucker? And I was like, uh, Marcus, where's yes, we actually worked together. <laughs> yeah, where's that going? We hired him and bought him out of his company, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, it doesn't mean you guys talk to each other. <laughs> was he drinking last night? He chance? may have been. I don't know, but we had a good little laugh about that. So anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of a good point that you have a home and this will always be your home. And he, he brought up the fact that Maldonado and Thompson can walk through the tailgate park at football games and they're never going to buy a beer in the state again yep is that a big deal to you guys or can you even see the forest through the trees i don't i think it it's person to person i mean it really is i uh, i mean you've been out of the game for how long that's got to feel good you get 
people notice you all the time in Laramie. It's fun. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I. It is fun. It's yeah. awkward talking about that, but sure. Do I, you take your own beer to tailgate? I do because I'm not. I, I do because I'm not the Coors Light loving guy. Kind of. I like the craft beer stuff, but uh, it's fun. I, the amount of the amount of people that I've met just from playing and from Cowboy Joe and being able to to walk the tailgate and do. I've met so many cool people mm-hmm. that I have made friends for life, and yep. um, I think that if if you really love Laramie, you're going to stick around and be that and do that. And guys will come back. And, and there have been a few guys that have come back for football games, whatever, and, mm-hmm. and all that. But this, this notion that these guys are not loyal to the university, we can't go in every year thinking that, you know, every single person on the roster is going to, they bleed it. You know, they don't, they don't, they are, you know, they, they're there for a year. They are not there to live. They're yeah. there to play basketball. And it, I hate to say it, some guys see it as a stepping stone. If you have the right situation, you'll stay forever. But you'll stay till you're done. Right. Talk about loyalty. Coaches aren't loyal to the universities. That's Athletic so directors aren't loyal to the universities. <laughs> Presidents aren't loyal. No. So why do the players have to be so-called loyal? That's why the portal was put in. It was because they needed a, somewhat of a say and what they could do because coaches were leaving. Some some coaches were hired on a, one day and left the next day yep. to go yep. to another school. I mean, I could po- I could prod Papa Shy about it because he was here for a year. Mm-hmm. He kind of told everyone if his dream job opened up, which it did, he would leave. But he was only here for a year. Mm-hmm. How do you expect guys to be recruited by him, come in, and then stick around for another four years after he's gone? That's a great point. I mean, does Josh Davis stick around and hang for McLean? Does does that team stick together? Does that team end up being what they became? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question, but, I, I mean, the, the word loyalty has been a trigger word. Uh, Lender has brought it up in every single press conference for the last month. Let's be real. Since the California guys left, he's brought that up in every single press conference. And he hasn't said anything about them specifically, but you can read through the lines. He has made no bones about his feelings on all of it. But loyalty is, like we've been talking about, it's, it's a pipe dream. We hate it. Don't get me wrong. We all hate it. We all want it. But like I wrote in my column yesterday, you know, every 8-year-old girl wants a pony as well. It just is not reality anymore, and that's all there is to it. And guys have to chill. And our old school fan base is so <clears throat> effing maddening. I mean, it just is. It's maddening as hell to read this. Like, I see guys, intelligent guys, say, these guys need to pay back their scholarships. Give me a gigantic break, would you please? And I am very much on that side, too. Yep. I have, when they started the NIL thing, I'm not bitter about, oh, I, went, I played at a different era and I didn't get any of that money. That's not how I view it. I'm of the old school mentality of I got my school paid for. Mm-hmm. and You probably would have been stoked to see yourself play yourself on a video game. Oh, of, Ed O'Bannon screwed that for you. Uh, I don't know if I can comment on it, but I was part of the law. That we, I got money from the NCAA for that. Really? Whatever. And I was on NCAA on 08 or 09. That had to be the biggest thrill of your oh, young life. Oh, it was life. so cool. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah. But the... Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> the, uh, how, big, how much money did the NCAA give you? <laughs> not a lot. It wasn't. $6.99. Yeah, it wasn't very much. It was not very much. It was not very much. See this coffee he has right <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <laughs> you got a $7 check like you do for your Actually, if, if it was one of those, you never cash it. You just frame it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the uh, – but no, 
a lot of these guys are not going to go pro. Yep. They are not going to make money playing basketball after they get done with college. And that has been so lost in this NIL stuff. I wonder how many guys out there have are, I guess it's fairly new, are going to sign these big NIL deals. That money's going to be that money's going to dry up and then they're going to be done and they didn't take school very seriously. So then what? Yeah. But school was paid for. Right. So you know, I, I I am very much of the old school uh, notion of, you know, you're getting your school paid for. Well, and I don't know your background, Adam, but you, we always hear, oh, I didn't even have enough money to buy a pizza. I mean, it, was that your life? We had a small stipend and it went quick, especially after you paid rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the team would do a lot of meals for you, but on the weekends you're on your own and the off season you're on your own when it's not, when you're not in season, you're paying for everything else and it goes quick. It's not, it was not a lot. You bring that up. Don't even have money for a pizza. That was the player from UConn said that in a press conference, mm-hmm. which started this whole mess. Yep. Okay. I didn't even know that. And when he said that, it was like unbelievable mm-hmm. that he would even say that playing at a big East school, you are on a private jet everywhere you go mm-hmm. you are eating at five star steakhouses the night before the game mm-hmm. and you're eating most likely your favorite fast food after a game mm-hmm. which a lot of guys now i'm sure it's chick-fil-a or popeyes whatever it oh, may yeah. be yep. but it's like why would that even come out of your mouth you wouldn't be eating this good if you were at home well what if you were a normal college kid that's just a normal Joe Blow kid going to that's school. That's paying their own tuition. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's something, too, is, you know, a lot of the guys who don't, who come by themselves. You know, I, I'm from Wyoming, so I, I had a lot of friends that came from Cody and oh. knew them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these guys don't. They hang with the team. They hang with their teammates. I hung with both my teammates and my friends from Cody and other, you know, I met other people. Well, let's be real too. It's a lot of black kids that are from the inner city that they probably, you guys probably have to be tight as a basketball team anyway, you do. because there's you do. not any other, no other black kids on campus. That's, basically, you d- Definitely. But th- I'm around other kids that had to pay for their schooling. They mm-hmm. weren't on a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And so that you do think about that too, is yeah. that, yeah, uh, my parents aren't able to help me out with school. I'm having to do this by myself, you know, and that it, it makes you look at it differently, I think. Yeah. So with the whole transfer portal thing, imagine, Adam, when you played that if they had the transfer portal. I mean, you already said some guys left anyway. I mean, how bad could it have been back then? And as, even as a Wyoming kid, is it something you would have ever thought about? Um, or do you like to have that option? I think it feels good to have the option. Do you think this is overall a good thing for student athletes? I guess is the way to go about it. I do and I don't. Mm-hmm. I do because not every situation is going to work out. They're, you know, a coach and a player before they get to before the player gets to college is only going to have the relationship of talking to a coach on the phone a few times, um, texting back and forth a little bit until they get on campus. They have no idea how that, you know, how that person's going to react, how the player is going to react to where they're at. Uh, they don't know them deep down. And when they get on campus, it's a whole new ball game. 
some people change and it becomes this a bad relationship and it snowballs and they're unhappy and it just becomes this this huge thing and you know for some of those guys who i played with who did leave it was good that they left but they did have to go somewhere and sit out a year Mm -hmm. they they had to to sit they they couldn't play immediately and we had guys that come in came in and they had to sit and being able to play right away that it is enticing i feel like when guys have a bad week in practice and maybe coach did get on them and it was a cussing match back and forth they're immediately now thinking i'm my name's in the portal i'm out Mm -hmm. see ya but back then it made you think about it it made you pause for a second instead of immediately acting quick mm-hmm. and and like you said yesterday in your your article we're in the society of guys can get immediate gratification to mm-hmm. go somewhere else and change their situation when sometimes staying and going through the hardship of what they're going through can be way more beneficial to them as a player and as a person right. do you like it jared kind of like with adam I like certain aspects of it, but it's gotten out of control. And the NCA, it was a knee-jerk reaction that they thought that had to be taken care of overnight instead of really thinking through the process. Coming up with some rules, maybe. Exactly. And it's just it's open season right now. And, and when you have Nick Saban talking out against it, yeah, <laughs> I think you know that there's probably a problem. Yeah. So to me, it sounds like if you simply add in the rule, which I don't know if the toothpaste can ever go back in the tube, but if you can add in the, oh, you can still transfer, but you're going to have to sit out of here. I think that could neutralize the NIL stuff. That could do a lot of stuff, and it could make guys think twice. And I don't know. It's uh, I don't know if that will ever go back to that way, but you, I like the idea of guys getting paid. If you, if you can market yourself, I think Josh Allen would have made a ton of money here. I think Graham E.K. could potentially make some money here. Um, that's fine. I mean, make some money. That's cool. I don't. I don't care if 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 you get from a private entity, as long as the university doesn't have to start paying you a monthly salary, because that's going to kill. I mean, that's that would just hurt so many programs. But if you're getting it elsewhere, outside, like you're on a billboard or something, awesome. Have a ball, man. But to me, if you get that year back in there, that's going to change a lot of minds. I mean, within like two years, it went from. Current student athletes couldn't be used in a photo that had a corporate logo on it in a game program. Mm-hmm. To now, they can be on a billboard with their jersey. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. it's it's almost insane how quickly it went to that. Yeah. So, Adam, let's talk about the real elephant in the room here, which is, uh, like you mentioned, the column I wrote yesterday. Um, I've talked to a lot of sources. Of course, people aren't crazy about going on the record for things like this, and they never will be, and you understand why. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked to a lot of the people in California that had to do with Ethan Anderson and Ogbong Polo and Kaiman, all of them off the record. You get it because they still have a future to worry about, and they don't want to look like they're crying over spilled milk and worry it and possibly ruin their future you know, opportunities. Um, and then Linder doesn't want to look like a jerk by throwing a bunch of kids under the bus and saying stuff about them. So you're going to hear stuff from sources. And basically what it gets down to, I've heard it from sources in California. I've heard it from sources in Wyoming. Linder's a tough SOB, and he'll be the first one to admit it to you. And he's told us. He went on a unprompted rant after the Nevada game this year talking about loyalty and talking about I'm not going to change and I'm not for everybody and I can look at myself in the mirror and know what kind of coach I am. 
he's been a tough SOB. Uh, that's all there is to it. And now with the instant gratification you talked about, uh, there's got to be – we saw it with Craig Bull, and that's what my whole column was about. We saw him, and he doubled down too and was like – you know, I asked him straight up, did you ask any of these guys to stay or invite them into your office and ask him, like, why are you leaving? No. Hell no. Like, looked at me like I was crazy for saying that. And he said, maybe some of my assistants did, but I sure didn't. And uh, you don't want to ride for the brand and you don't want to blah, blah, blah. And, and it's just, you can't do it. And two months later, he changed his tune. He looked in the mirror, he said. He realized he was too tough and he was too much of an asshole. And that's the thing. Like, you can be tough. And he's still tough. He's still tough. He's still demanding. But when you're a jerk on top of that, that's a recipe for disaster, just like I wrote. How you said you, you, you said screaming matches and cursing out matches and stuff like that. Nowadays, guys can just say, see you later. And I'm sure that's a lot of what is happening right now in Laramie. I've only been around Coach Lender a handful of times away from you know from watching him and being in the in the gym but from my experience i went through three different coaches kind of recruited by mclean played for schroyer and played for shiat all three of them would except for mclean i've been mother effed up and down the court by schroyer and shiat mm-hmm. but when you step outside the lines there is genuine genuine love that they do have for their guys they want you to be successful as a human they preach it constantly it's a it's a constant good cop bad cop from the assistant coaches and him and they know that they know that so my experience with that comes from a harsher background i you know my high school coach uh he kind of prepared me he was a hard guy to play for, but he expected a lot from you. But if I wouldn't, if I didn't have him, I would have never played in college. It's because I got mother effed up and down the court. Mm-hmm. I saw, you know, at the time I, I got kicked out of practice when I was a senior at the week we were going to regionals it, because I had a poor attitude. He wasn't having it. Kicked me out. Mm-hmm. I was mad. Went to the locker room. Assistant came and got me. If that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been the guy I am today. Right. But I didn't get to transfer out. He came in, you know, it, I didn't get to pout about it. It wasn't, you know, it made me stronger. Mm-hmm. It, it built me. And I feel like, you know, I don't know the, the exact situations of some of these guys, but I think that if they would just sit down and look at their situation a little better and see, you know, the roses and the grass might not be always greener on the other side, um, they could have a different view, but it's just a different – it is a different generation. Yeah. Can it you just coach is. like that anymore? I don't think you can. I think Tom Izzo is probably the last one left. He And he just grabbed a guy by the arm two years ago at the NCAA tournament. Yep. And, oh. boy, did he get chastised for that. And he's been really calm and cool and collected since. I think we saw Jim Beheim just leave. Um, that's a dying breed. It really is. And it really is. Linder's still young enough he can turn it around. I mean, he – there's no bones about it. Everybody I've talked to said, oh, my God, like he would peel paint. And it's just you can't – maybe you need to just take a step back and you can still be that tough guy and you can still be demanding. He wants guys that want to be coached and guys who want to be told the truth. Maybe you got to lighten how you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You might have to or we're going to go through the same thing every single year. And maybe we would have lost guys last year from Laramie 
if they weren't winning and they didn't know that, you know, everybody and their mother thought they'd be in the NCAA tournament right now. So maybe that was their thinking going into, out of last year going, hey, you know, I'll put up with them because we're going to cut down some nets. And Adam, you obviously had thick enough skin to understand that it did make you a better player. Yeah, does it suck getting yelled at and being MF'd up and down the court, like you said, and being maybe you were called names too, who knows? But it made you a better player in the long run. I knew that if I put my head down and went to work and did my job, at least played hard, that he wasn't going to do that. Mm -hmm. He was going to respect you and he's going to praise you and what you want, you know, that's – it comes with the hard work. It comes with not being vocal towards coach. It comes with, I hate the word, complying with what he's trying to do. You know, and that's – I have had lots of conversations about the three guys who came in from California. It's awesome they were at big schools. That's so cool. They were recruited by big schools, but they came to Wyoming for a reason. You know, you always have to think of that. And I don't – it just takes a few guys – to kind of change how coach, how you are coached, how the team dynamic works, how everything works. So, like, if they're screwing up, coach is going to make – it's like if somebody screws up and the whole team has to run. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to continue to go against the grain and continue to go against the grain, then it wears on coach. And then he's on other guys. And then it's – And you then know, you lose EK. And yeah, then and that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a snowball, I yeah. feel like, this yeah. year. It really was. And – I honestly, it was very, very cool to see that once those guys left, and I'm, I, I don't know them, so I could, I'll say whatever I want about. It. I really don't care. Yeah. Uh, once those guys left, the team seemed to play harder, play together, and I mean, we went to the pit and won. Mm-hmm. We went to the pit and won. I never got to do that. Mm-hmm. We lost, got killed every single. And you time. know what else changed was Linder's demeanor on the sideline. It was a little Jared different. and I talked about it before. We saw yeah. guys smile. I haven't he, seen guys smile all year. He was a different person on the sideline all of a sudden. Yeah. So I – yeah, he probably got on those guys. I could see that happening and probably said, get the heck out of town. Mm-hmm. And if he said that, great. As, as a former player as, and now as a fan, I want him out because I know what they can do to the team. I know how bad it can be. I know how – going to practice every day you know that it's just going to be a slog and it's not going to be fun and it's going to be coach in a bad mood and these guys are going to continue to go against the grain and continue to talk back or continue to not do what he's asking you to do it seemed like when they left it was a different team which was very encouraging and i'm you know it was a lot more exciting to watch towards the end once those guys left well and fans would say why isn't max getting off the bench why haven't you asked Linder why Max isn't getting off the bench? And I, I'm like, I have. And there's obviously a reason. Do we need to get into it? I mean, obviously he's not doing what he's being asked to do. And, and Period. I, the whole time, I mean, what a talented guy. But yeah. Very talented Very. player. And my, my wife's sitting there asking me, why isn't he playing? Why isn't he playing? And it's like there's, he's in the doghouse somehow. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why coach either – does not like him at all or he just cannot trust him he can't trust him to be out there yeah he can go out and dunk on people and do all this cool stuff and make it look cool and maybe we're dunk town again or something he if he's not playing defense or if he's messing up in practice there's a reason why he's not playing what we saw jeff linder that very first year he got here bench marcus williams with boise state coming to town 
that's him facing his former head coach, or, you know, the guy he worked under all those years in Boise. You know that game meant a lot to him. Marcus Williams was by far the best player on that team that year at that time, and he benched him, and then he flat out, of course, that's our first question after the game. Like, well, well, why didn't Marcus Williams play? And he's like, you know what? The best teacher I've ever had in my life is the bench, and if you aren't going to do what I tell you to do, then you're going to sit on the damn bench. And Wyoming got boat raced, and if you remember, Wyoming didn't have a bench mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yeah. They didn't have a bench. And yeah. he, he benched him at the Mountain West Tournament, too. In San Diego State. Yeah, he was not doing what he asked, which was walking the ball up the court, wasting as much time on the shot clock as humanly possible, because that's the only way they had a shot in hell of beating the Aztecs. And then when they did put him back in, he took the shot at the end. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. So something I learned, Adam, and you can speak to this more than either of us can, but I was very, I consider myself very lucky, very blessed that I was able to cover Tom Izzo for two seasons. And he would let us watch practice. And he basically would say, if you tweet anything, I'll kill you. You put anything on Facebook, I'll kill you. You put anything in your story, I'll murder. I'll definitely murder you. Um, but we would listen to it, and he was downright brutal. I mean, kicking guys out of practice left and right, calling them every name in the book. But what he was getting at, and he would tell us often, was, I want a player-led team. I want to sit and watch practice right along with you guys and say the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you heard me screaming and yelling all day long. They are not taking the initiative to be those guys. Yeah. Is that a big issue, too, that possibly Linder's running into? Maybe. I, Especially I, without EK, because that changed the whole game plan, right? I, I, no question. Yeah. I, when you look at the one-two punch of Maldo and EK, the guys almost, they fit around that. They, they knew their role, and you could see that. Uh, Odin knew his role. He needed to go in and be explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ducell needed to come in and hit big shots. Reynolds needed to come in and hit big shots. I think that when you kind of lose when you when you kind of lose that and you don't have that leadership, it can turn into you know, coach has to get involved in practice. Mm-hmm. He does have to do that. Towards the end of the most seasons, coaches sit in there watching practice. I was going to ask a well-oiled you that. machine. Yeah. By the time you're playing the end of conference, coaches watching because it's really more you're preparing for the next team. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to create that bond between everyone or the leadership. So fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually really jealous. You got to sit and watch Izzo oh. through all that because he's one of the coaches I would have loved to mm-hmm. have played for. And yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, to your point, it it is every coach wants the senior leadership. You know, I think Maldo towards the end can only do so much. He was also I think playing with a few injuries and. Yeah. Um, I think I was kind of unfair to Maldo in my own head, not in my writing, but I was kind of like, if you're this unbelievable leader that we've been told you are, how have you let this go off the rails so badly? But like you said, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. And I I think EK did help him a lot last year, big time. I mean, they to be able to pass it in, you're not getting double teamed. They had to respect. You have to take one away. When you take one away, the other guy's, you know, there. And you can only game plan so well. Well, in the first six to probably ten games of the season, you saw a different style of play from Maldo, mm-hmm. and he wasn't as effective. No. And then when they figured out, well, we need to go back to the, the old ways and start it, and then all of a sudden Maldo was a different player again, yep. and then he just continued to get – better and back to the same player he was a year ago and we that was evident the last last year of his career what a special player he was i i personally feel like i didn't ever give him enough credit for what we actually witnessed and it was 
It's a dying breed, no doubt about it. And I think a lot of it was the amount of turnovers he had at some at some certain times of games. Is like, how did you just dribble that off your knee or your foot? He did that right in front of us in Dayton. And a lot of the times, yeah. it's because he's so damn tired. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, for for me, I don't think I gave him enough credit. And it's not like I want prima donnas or anything like that. He just was so unemotional and so robotic. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. He's just go to work. And he wasn't like, he wouldn't dunk in your face and scream in your face and stuff like that like we like to see. I mean, let's be real. We like to see that kind yeah. of stuff. The only time I saw emotion out of him is when he picked up his fifth foul in Las Vegas and he lost his mind. I have never, ever in my life seen him look like he that. He went off on Eric Curry. Yeah. <laughs> he was so pissed. He said, you effing cost me like five times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Eric Curry's face, like closer than you and me. And Eric Curry just was like, just go sit down. Good luck to Eric. Thankfully for him that he knew the situation that that yeah. was the last game he ever played in. I, I do respect Linder for the senior night as well. His comment about I'm yeah. leaving with him. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's uh, Maldo is a special player. I think we need to put an asterisk next to a lot of his stats because <laughs> give me six years and I'd love to keep playing. That. <laughs> That's a former player for you right there. <laughs> but no, incredible, incredible player. We're going to Wyoming will miss him a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, and Linder talked about, you know, well, Maldo talked about Linder in, in that press conference after New Mexico and Las Vegas, and a lot of fans, I think, took it the wrong way where they're like, see, Maldonado said that he loves Linder and that there's no problem. But if you really read that quote, what he's getting at is, I'm mature. I see the forest through the trees. I know that I have a future ahead of me. I know he made me a better player. But yes, he's really... He said he's easy to play for, quote-unquote, because he does. he's all about the right things, and Maldo is all about the right things. But if you read through in that quote, he's saying, this guy eats nails for breakfast. He's tough as hell, and i got to keep my teammates up, and we got to learn to not take shit personally. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he said. He said right straight up that Linder's tough as hell, and basically, and he called this generation soft. He said that in his quote. So... Is what it is. But guys, to me, you know, we can all say the sky is falling right now and maybe it does feel that way a little bit. And I don't I don't blame those who think so. Um, but really, it all, to me, depends on what number 33 is going to do. If 33 is back, you can, they have eight available scholarships. And I tend to believe that Linder knows what the hell he's doing when it comes to this. And can you imagine going out on the recruiting trail, which I'm sure Linder's doing right as we speak, mm-hmm. And he's saying, hey, we're not – just because we lost these dudes doesn't mean we're at – I think they're in the title picture again if they get a couple of nice pieces, Ducell stays, Foster's healthy, Powell cont- continues to develop under EK, against EK in practice, which he wasn't able to do all year, by the way. Yeah, can you imagine what he would have learned playing yeah. defense oh, yeah. against him all, all year? year. Yeah. I'd like him a lot. But uh, am, I, am I crazy to think the Cowboys can be right back in this title conversation if they land a couple of nice pieces and Graham E.K.'s back in the, in the mix? I don't think so. I mean, I think, you're, I think you're right. I still have, yes. Definitely top five. Yes, yeah. I agree. I, if E.K. is there, which I hope he does, I hope he sticks around, I think we can be right there. It is going to take, you know, I, Coach Bull kind of – Embraced, finally embraced the transfer portal a little bit. Yeah. I think we're going to have to do that oh, this yeah. year. And and our, I don't think that should scare you off, the three guys. Maybe no, you don't I, yeah, be doing oh, yeah. package deals anymore. And I 
I don't know the story about the high school guy out of California who committed and decommitted. Yeah. I'm sure they probably know each other yeah. from those guys who left. Or I'm their sure. AAU coaches. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure coaches, there whatever. was some talking there. And you can see on Twitter there's plenty of talking there. Yes, but I think if everyone else is going to play the game, play the game right along with them. Mm-hmm. Go, go find the guy that you think you can make better and is going to fit your, your scheme and your style. And if EK stays – that is a selling point to a lot of guys. You mentioned something earlier before we came on, Adam. Why would EK not already be in the portal if he was going to be in the portal? I I don't know what would what I don't know what would be holding him back at this point. After all these guys have left, after he didn't really play at all this year, he had how many opportunities? I mean, I'm sure schools have probably reached out to him throughout the year. Yeah, guaranteed. I, you know. I really don't understand why he wouldn't have said anything unless he's waiting for the right opportunity, but the time has been there. So I, if he's going to do it, he sh- needs to do it so that the coaching staff and we can move on. And the fans it out. can move yes, on. Because <laughs> yeah, we're all waiting on bated breath. Yeah. What I hope is he comes out and he says, I'm sticking around. Yeah. My only thought on this is that the portal is open for 60 days. Yep. You don't have to rush into it. The people who are rushing into it, want to get the hell out of wherever they're at in a hurry and get their name out there because I think it's going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. But with EK, he's only probably has a handful of schools if it's already in his mind that he's leaving that he's going to go to. Those schools are probably playing in the NCAA tournament right now, so it does not no good to be in the portal and being bothered by everybody, being offered by every school that's not. That's exactly what I was going to say. All the good teams that Anike would want to go to are still playing basketball. It makes sense to me. Uh, but you're right. He's got to. There's also a huge question mark with his injury. Right. I mean, there really is. Right. We don't We don't know how bad it is. We also We also know if he, he has not played for now an entire year at that. Well, I guess, you know, he had a good offseason. I'm sure last year I got to see him scrimmage here, but. Now he hasn't played for a whole season at game speed, you know. That can play into it too. He's he, for another team, he might not be the guy that he was a year ago. Like you just got to have that in the back of your head. Yeah. Well, it's just like NBA free agency, where if a player is going somewhere, they have to go pass a physical. It's kind of like a, a player that's in the transfer portal now that has a known injury. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to take a risk a floater on somebody saying hey well are you healthy well of course i am gets there well he's going to require off-season surgery or whatever yeah and they're going to make you get surgery exactly and, so. and me being the wyoming guy at wyoming i do sit here and be like why wouldn't you just stay and be the guy you could be the guy and you can get where you want to go exactly from you can and yeah and sure. i i think he's proven that he's not about the nil money yeah we talked about it for a game he doesn't even have a car any so, car dealerships listening out there. He doesn't even have a car. So I don't think that is important to him. He's close to home. He's close to his family down in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. I just think it's the injury thing is really what is holding up everything right now. What about this? What if he's what if he's not coming back to college, period? I mean, he could be going to Europe. He could be I would say his resume from two, from last year is good enough to go do that but it is going to be the physical i mean it's a team for you to make money like that and you said aurora scares me if we have 
you know. Aurora scares you? No, oh. but see you. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to get closer to, you know, his uncle roof. was a star there too. See, Daniel I mean, I, we've talked about this with too. Dion there. Tad Boyle and Jeff Linder are really good friends. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if good Boyle would do that. Good point. That's a good point. Not that he's not a jerk for not playing Wyoming anymore because <laughs> Tad Boyle is a jerk. I was part of that, by the way. I was yes, part of, you were. The at CU game yeah. was the big one. I was drunk there. I was hey, there. what? I was there. Yeah. You? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Hey, it was called the Coors Event Center then. It sure was. Maybe I, it still is. I don't know. I helped put that sign on the roof. It's probably called New Belgium <laughs> Event Center now. Or we hadn't won a game in we hadn't won an away game in two years, and we finally went in to see you. If got, I remember right, that was kind of an ass whipping too. Uh, it was close. I think we won by like twelve. Oh, at the end, yeah, yeah, that's the an end, ass whipping on the road. Yeah, road. Was, yeah but yeah. oh, it felt so good. Yeah, <laughs> it felt so good. Yeah, so he's he's obviously kind of holding the wild card here. I think for the Cowboys, um, but. You know, these three guys that are gone, what are your thoughts on, you know, we saw Odin really played a – he played pretty damn well there down the stretch. Uh, Noah Reynolds, I think, was had star written all over him. Um, we show, He showed flashes last year. I think Jared and I even talked about it in Dayton. We were kind of shocked he never got off the bench, especially when Maldo was turning it over so much and was not slowing it down and chilling out. And I asked Linder about that this offseason. Like, did you ever think about saying, come sit next to me, let's take a blow, you're moving too damn fast, you don't need to move this fast, and put Reynolds in, and you're getting Reynolds some minutes in an NCAA tournament game. That didn't happen. Reynolds never played. What Linder told me is, hey, you dance with who brung you. Can't really argue with that, I suppose. But Reynolds had star written all over him. Nate Barnhart, nothing against him by any means, but I no loss, in my opinion, there whatsoever. I think he could have been. You think? I think if he, I mean, because he was only, he was a redshirt freshman this yeah. year. I think. I shouldn't be so harsh on him. Put some meat on the bones. Yeah. And, and he came in and gave us good minutes. Not bad. Played really well at Air Force. Air Force, yeah. He had a really yeah. good game at Air Force. So, yeah, I, I think he could have been. And what he gave us, which we've had the past few years, is length and size, yeah. which is nice. And. But speaking of that, you're seven foot tall and you're losing the rebounding battle and losing at Air Force? How the hell is that even possible? I want to bring something up. (laughs) (laughs) This is on the recruiting trail, that is. So if fans are saying that these players are coming in, they hate Laramie, they want to get somewhere where there's palm trees and sun and warmth, do you think that this staff would go overseas and get some Euro players? I mean, it's worked, or even Australia, it's worked for the Cowgirls year in and year out. It used to work for Utah year in and year out. These, New Mexico. New Mexico. Used, these ladies come sight unseen. They come in, play four years, get their degree, and some of them go back to Europe and play professional ball mm-hmm. but or Australia. But I know there's so many European players out there and I guess if we had Fran Frischilla's number, we should dial it up because he's the guy that knows everything about the European players. But um, I wonder if there's an opportunity there. I think there could be. The one thing I, the one thing that Europe has is other pro leagues, though. And so you really are, I guess – I guess it's kind of the priority of the player over there in Europe because we had guys like Arthur Buedo and I think Amat 
they played professionally before they came over. They had to sit. Then they played at prep schools yeah. in the States. Yes. And then came to college. Yes. Yeah. And I think it takes a special kind of player because those opportunities are there. Um, but that being said, there is a market over there for for foreign players, I, I guess. Or even Canada. Yeah. Mexico. Wasn't the former number one overall pick that Anthony kid at UNLV? Wasn't he a Canadian? He was from Canada, yep. Yeah. And Paco Cruz, who I played with, he was from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Still playing on the Mexican national team, yep. doing very well. You got to tell us that story about, speaking of coaches being mean, coach yelling at the Belgian kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Schroyer used to Say tell. Say what you want. Here. Schroyer used to, <laughs> to tell uh, Mikhail that he'll send him back on the boat to uh, Belgium with his many Belgian waffles and syrup as he wants anytime he would mess up in practice. But to, to, to Mikhail's, uh, to Mikhail's credit, he sat there and took it and, and he did transfer out eventually, but <laughs> he did, he, he got a lot out of Mikhail by doing that. Do you still talk to Heath? Um, you know, I, I'll tell a story about Heath. Okay. Uh, when he, I was, me and Heath had a good relationship. I know a lot of people didn't like him. A lot of people. We always had a great relationship. I have nothing against Coach Troyer. I know why he left. I know what happened. I, I, could, I saw it all from a third-person perspective. Uh, but the one thing I do regret big time, and if I could ever – I don't think I, I don't have his number, but if I could – when he left, he said, make sure I get an invitation to, to your wedding. And I didn't send him an invitation to my wedding. It's one of the biggest things I regret. But uh, I don't keep in contact with him. I, I think he's a great guy. I know that he's uh, AD at McNeese, well, and they just hired Will Wade. Yeah. That's what I was getting at here. Yep. I mean, what is he thinking hiring Will Wade? And then he, like the day later, well, we're going to put him on a five-game suspension just, just for goodwill, just to make sure the NCAA knows that we know what he's going through. I. But look at the opportunity, though. Oh, I don't disagree with <laughs> I think that. That's what he's going for. These retread coaches mm. in college is getting like the NBA. Yep. I mean, Chris Beard, he was fired two months ago for domestic abuse allegations. There was none found there. Yep. The charges were dropped. Enough for Texas to send him packing. Yes. And then he's hired at Ole Miss. And somebody brought up the motto of the SEC at the basketball tournament, it just means more. Yeah. Somebody said that. Oh, the SEC just means more and put a horns down thing on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Patino's been hired. Beard's been hired. And speaking of Patino, he's probably going to go to St. John's. Oh, yeah. i just well, throwing at, it out there. Look at the Mountain West. Well, no, I'm talking football oh. in the SEC. Mm. Patino, I'm screwing that up. Patern, uh, Patrino. Patrino. Sorry, Patrino. Yeah. They've had three hires in the SEC of late that are just like, what are you doing? Guys that have been in trouble, guys that are bad news, and they're just, what? It, yeah, it just means more. And it, To me, I'm watching Nevada last night, and it looks, I can't see Steve Alford on the sidelines and see him in that color and not think he should be in red, wearing red because he was at New Mexico when I was playing. Mm -hmm. Tim Miles was down south at CSU, and now he's, you know, he's actually done a great great job. job. He's He's a national coach of the year. Fantastic job. And it's weird to see those guys when, you know, you see them in other colors. And Neil's on his staff too. uh, That's right. At Nevada. That's right. 
Um, I don't know where they go from here, guys. I don't know where basketball goes. To me, it's all about 33, what he's going to do, what he's going to decide. All I know is I cornered Tom Berman in Las Vegas and said, is he coming back? And he said, I fully expect Graham E.K. to be a Cowboy next year. He's the athletic director. He said he hasn't heard anything else. Um, I don't know why Tom would offer that up to me if he didn't really feel that. I feel like he might have just said, I don't know. I think we're all going to find out together, which would have scared the hell out of everybody even more. But to me, it's like, is anybody reading? Because everybody says, well, EK's next. Well, the athletic director said that he feels like he's coming back. I mean, Adam, you and I both have worked for Tom. He tells it as it is, too. He, he, he does. doesn't really hold his cards too close to his vest. Yeah. So take his word for it right now, for sure. Yeah. I Maybe mean, he doesn't change, know anything. Obviously, but, yeah. So I think everything really relies on him. Does it suck to lose Noah? Yeah, I think Noah's a big loss. I think J.O. Uh, – I don't think J.O. ever even scratched the surface of the potential that guy really had. Uh, started to find his three-point shot this year, which was a nice change, too. But, man, his explosiveness – you feel like every time he blows through and goes to the hoop, you feel like he can do that every time down the court and just doesn't. Uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I always felt like, man, why isn't this guy doing this all the time? Uh, but I talked to a buddy. Did you play with Justin Williams or was he right before you? Right before me. So I thought of a guy like same body type, stuff like that. Justin Williams would kill Jeremiah Oden. Imagine them on a schoolyard. No. Justin Williams was a You're dog. talking on the basketball Hi. court or in a fight? <laughs> Both. <laughs> And that's nothing against uh, Jeremiah. He's a little thin. Justin had some guns on him. He was oh, yeah. tough, man. But you think about just a dog that had the mentality. Like those guys aren't hanging off trees. Yeah, obviously, what a shot block. He's the last great shot blocker. Yeah, Wyoming's had. Yeah. yeah, yep. He really is. Oh, he, well, he's the all-time leader. Uh, Theo is. Is Theo still? Oh yeah. Maybe he's the all. Maybe single he's the single season. Single season. Yeah. Single season. That's right. But he was only here three years. Dude did some serious damage. But we were talking about that yesterday, that they kind of have similar body type and kind of similar explosion. But Justin just was he was Stacked. mean, yeah, man. He was. <laughs> he was a dog. Um, let's talk about the good news that Semi came out of Laramie this week. Uh, a lot of Wyoming safeties are getting paid in the NFL. And it's nice to see uh, Wyoming maybe safety you. You know, you can go back to Chris Brzezinski and John Wendling. You can go all the way back to Aaron Kyle, man. They've had some dudes. Even Trick Gamble had a had a cup of coffee in the NFL. He was, yeah, he was a potential uh, pro bowler on special teams. Yeah, yeah. And, shoot, I, I still I will die on this hill. If Vic Koning doesn't screw around with Al Rich and put him, in the, put him at running back, yep. I think fully Al Rich is the guy we're talking about who probably played in the league. Totally agree with you there. So Andrew Winger getting paid by the Jags. I know you're looking. <laughs> you've looked into this stuff. Tashawn Gibson, that guy just won't go away, man. And he's just playing at an unbelievable level still to this day. And good for Marcus Epps. Of course, you know the walk-on situation. Uh, Adam and I have got to know Marcus. Uh, I believe Marcus's girlfriend is from Cody, so he's always at the uh, celebrity uh, for a cause thing. Just saw on Twitter that the Raiders made it official today. They tweeted him signing his deal. Awesome. Uh, he's he's making some real scratch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he's he's doing fine. So, what were you looking at? You were looking at numbers for these dudes. Well, yeah. So, it, it actually, I saw I have followed Mark and Zacha on Twitter for a while. Then he's I saw that all of a sudden a bunch of 
Holmes started coming up on his Twitter feed. So he's a, he's now a realtor in the Dallas Fort Worth metro area. Mm-hmm. And they're not just uh, your normal homes. These are high end homes. They're pretty cool actually. Uh, but I just like, I wonder how much he made in the league. So I went to this uh, website and actually anybody can go there. It is called sporttrack.com and track is spelled with just a C, no K. And you can type in anybody's name and I don't know how far it goes back, um, but it, it does go back through Wendling. I did just type his name in to see if he was in there. So it's been, it goes back to the early 2000s at least. And Mark and Zacha played a total of um, nine seasons in the league. Wow. Or excuse me, six seasons ex- total. Six yep. seasons. Uh, three with San Fran and three with Dallas. He made 4.5. Yeah. And he was pretty much just a special teams guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to start looking at the other, these other players. Tashawn Gibson. $42.7 million with wow. his new contract that he just got the other day. Which was probably one of his smaller contracts yeah. he's actually gotten. He signed a big one. Um, with I, Jacksonville, I say it was right? four years ago, yeah. After so, he's a pro bowler in Cleveland. And he's played for five teams. Yeah. Uh, then we go over to uh, Dewey, Andrew Wingard. Up to this season, he, he made $4.7 million with his new deal – um, you know, he's going to make a guaranteed, not guaranteed, but he's going to make $11 million, And then it could be even more than that if he makes certain incentives. 13 8, I want to say. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, by the end of 2025, he's going to make over $14 million in his career. Guys, make that check payable to Cowboy Joe Club <laughs> <laughs> or the Wyoming Collective for Student Athlete, whatever they're going to call that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, um, a new. Uh, West side of our football stadium. Yeah, new press box. That's coming. That's coming. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can throw a swimming pool into it if you want. Uh, that's <laughs> under construction too, I believe. Uh, Marcus Epps, with his new deal, I mean, up to this year, he had only made $3.1 million. Mm-hmm. Starting and playing that well on a Super Bowl team. Yeah. And his new deal is $12 million, so he's going to be you know $15 million by the end of this next two-year contract with the Raiders. It's awesome. Uh, Logan Wilson. Who hasn't gotten paid yet. No. I mean, he's made 3.8 in three seasons. <laughs> in Think Super about Bowl that. Appearance. Think about that draft class for the Bengals, though. What are they going to do? Is Logan a guy who could potentially get franchise tagged? They're going to have to pay T. Higgins. They're going to have to pay Burrow a boatload. Yeah. So what does that leave? Burrow was a year after Logan, though, right? They all went together. I think they really like Logan, though. I think uh, they, they really like better. him there. Well, he's so I think, captain, so yeah, they better exactly. love him. Exactly. I but, think. But how are they going to afford all yeah. this? This season alone, he's he's bound to make two point seven. Yeah. So I don't. I wonder if they restructure his deal before the season starts, kind of like they did Josh before his fourth season. Well, yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. Yep. Yeah. So, speaking of Josh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Josh, do you have a million dollars in your couch cushion that we could borrow <laughs> at UW? It's just in his wallet. <laughs> $85 million through the end of last season he had made already. And that's what he's made through the NFL. Yeah. Not that, Nike. No endorses. Not Wild Wings. Yeah. Not Gillette. Um, if he sees his full contract out through 2028, $302.6 million. And Can we make it $2 million? Yeah. And yeah. a majority... <laughs> There is a lot of that new contract that's guaranteed. 
then he just restructured to help to help get some players. Yeah. Yep. So th- those are the guys I looked up, and you can go in there and look up baseball. You can look up basketball, everything like that. So it's just got me thinking about that. I'm like, holy cow. That is interesting. Um, Good for them, man. The thing I noticed, there's 10 current Wyoming players in the NFL right now, eight of them Craig Bull guys. Pretty good. That is pretty good. We talk all the time, and this actually triggered Craig pretty hard last year in Vegas. Um, Like, Craig, they always say that that's the hard part of being the head coach at Wyoming is recruiting. You're having no issues there. Like, zero issues recruiting, maybe at the quarterback spot. But other than that, zero. How in the hell are you not winning? How have you not hung a banner? How does this not happen? And he was not thrilled to hear that whatsoever. But it's true. Well, and if you look at these six players that I just talked about, Inzacha wasn't highly recruited. He was from Germany. Germany, yeah. Him and his brother, yeah. Deshaun Gibson came to Wyoming because his brother was playing. Yeah. And he wasn't highly recruited or he wouldn't have came to Wyoming. How did Wyoming miss out on their little brother that ran for 7,000 yards but against the, Wyoming? The change in coaching staffs oh, yeah. hurt there. Yeah. Wingard wasn't recruited by anybody in the front range. Yeah. Uh, Epps was obviously a walk-on. Uh, CSU offered Logan Wilson to be their place kicker. Yep. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and then Weber State, I think, was his offer, and then maybe an Ivy League school. I, I, I would hope Logan would have never done that. No, no. <laughs> Even if they recruited him for a linebacker, I hope I, I would hope he would have said no. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Josh, we all know the story there, being one, yeah. one deal, so... Guys, I want to run this by you. I, I see an interesting conversation, unfortunately, popping up on my Twitter about a guy who said, I will hate Sundance Wicks with a passion if guys go with him. Do, Welcome to college athletics. Yeah, do you feel that way at all? I I don't. I had a source tell me last night, a very good source tell me, that Noah Reynolds is going to Green Bay. Well, Sonny found him in Peoria, Illinois, and gave him the only scholarship offer he had. That is a lot of the reason these players come is because of it's not the head coach sometimes. Yeah. It's the assistant that recruits them, and they have the best relationship with that said assistant. But I don't think these guys are getting into the portal because Sonny's going somewhere else, and they have this burning desire to play for the Phoenix of mighty Wisconsin Green Bay who won three games last year. I mean, I think that that should be talked about a little bit, is that relationship with the person who you do. I mean, Coach Vandiver recruited me at Wyoming. I heard from – this was right when you could start getting text messages mm-hmm. that the NCAA kind of didn't know how to handle it. So they were like, oh, you can do 20 text messages at this point in time of the year. And then they just went free-for-all finally. Mm-hmm. And I heard from them every single day. Let me know when you're ready to be a cowboy. Let me know when you're ready to be a cowboy. How's your mom? How's your dad? Blah, blah, blah. And you do kind of get to know them a little bit. Yeah. And when you get there and you do create a good relationship with them, I could call Coach V up right now, go over and have dinner with him and his wife, and it's it would be like nothing ever changed. Mm-hmm. I have that good a relationship with him. Right. I that is going to happen. That so, you're going to hate a coach because those guys go with them. That happens all the time. Yeah. So are you going to hate Sundance if he comes back in five years <laughs> after turning Green Bay around and becomes a Wyoming head coach? Yeah, and we'll call that right now. That it's going to happen. I feel it. I like your style. Speaking of our buddy, DJ Elliott, the new linebackers coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, he uh, played for the Cowboys, of course, got his start as a GA under Dana Demmel. Um, I'm totally blowing the story I'm going to write. But um, 
excited for DJ, man. And the, that's a guy, and I think a lot of Wyoming fans, too, maybe think of Javon Bonide and, and what he's doing going up the ranks here and that one day maybe those guys end up back here. And I know DJ Elliott, when he was here, when the 96 team was honored a couple of years ago and he came on the show, he said that, you know, he told us in no uncertain terms that at that time he wanted to be Craig Bull's defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Now this is a spot where he can go and make a little name for himself here. And, and now with a guy home. like Brian Hendricks, former mm-hmm. Polk, that's on the staff as the Love DN's coach. That's yep. a great Love addition. It. Love that hire. Um did you guys hear the news about Chancey Williams this week? Yeah. He played the Grand Ole Old Opry. Opry. That is awesome. Congratulations, Chancey. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a few things we didn't talk about last week. We wanted to say, uh, you know, condolences to uh, Ryan Thorburn, our colleague who lost his grandmother, and then, of course, Jeff Linder, who uh, lost his father last week. Tough deal for him. Um, obviously, was not in Las Vegas uh, for the Mountain West Tournament, and then his father passed away the day after the Cowboys were bounced. And uh, definitely thinking about Jeff, you, you have to wonder, too, how much that was weighing on him this entire year as well. I don't know how long his dad had been sick for, but I, I honestly don't even know what happened. Um, I don't feel like we even need to ask that kind of stuff or need to know that kind of stuff unless it's offered up. So uh, definitely thinking about Jeff. He's, he's, that's the thing I want to make clear about Jeff. And you can speak to this more, Adam. I I love Jeff Lender. I think he's fantastic. He's been nothing but good to me. I've really appreciated what he's done at this university. Nothing against Alan Edwards, but that place was nothing short of a morgue when he left. There was no juice in that place whatsoever. You didn't feel good about the future, the past, the present, the nothing. And Jeff came in with a breath of fresh air, secured the number one recruiting class over Zoom calls, brought in Marcus Williams, uh, Graham E.K. Imagine those dudes. By the way, speaking of loyalty... All those guys were supposed to go to UNC. Yeah. And uh, they went to Wyoming. So, yeah, there's your loyalty. Um, But what Jeff did is I I think he's a very smart coach. We talked about a little earlier. He he X's X's and O's is no problem with this cat. And we talked about that game in Vegas, slowing it down. There's no way they were going to beat San Diego State toe-to-toe. He changed it up. And that's something where I think we can all share the aggravation with what Craig Bull does, does not switch it up for who he's playing against and does not change things. And Lender, he'll flat change whoever he's going to play against, whatever gives him the best chance to win. So I think he's a fantastic coach. He's been nothing but a great human being to me, but I don't play for him. (laughs) So it's a little bit of a different deal, right? I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I think he's a great guy. I think he says all the right things about his players too in press conferences. I know I had one parent go, um, I'm stunned to hear what he says about my kid in press conferences because when my kid calls me, he's like, man, I got my ass completely ripped off all week long by coach. And then he comes in and says, how about that guy? He just gives his heart and soul and blah, blah, blah. And, but he is a good guy. He's passionate. He's a really good guy. I think with my column yesterday, it's more like pump the brakes, have some perspective here. You can't, you got to, I'm not saying not to be tough, but you got to handle some stuff with kid gloves. You just have to. None of us like that, but you have to do it. Yeah. But I don't play for the guy. Yep. <laughs> I think as coach, you're going to say those things. And I think that Shy had, Shy always kept a, a, a two, two liter bottle of clear soda and he filled it with green, uh, uh, colored water and it put a poison sticker on it and he said anytime we go into the media or anything like that he said don't don't drink the poison don't give them anything that would poison us back and of course he's going to say those things publicly 
but I'm kind of I'm with you. I don't I don't think the sky is falling even after the season we had, even after the guys that left. I really I think after what he has done the first two years, coming in with COVID, the second year, going to the NCAA tournament, the recruit, the recruits that he has brought in, let's see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Let's not just He's earned the benefit of the doubt. Yes, and, let's and, not throw the fire. Let's not think the, the the house is burning down yet. Yeah, unless he's, you know, Larry Eustacing it in practice and throwing Diet Coke cans <laughs> at guys and stuff like that. I mean, you have to give him benefit of the doubt, right? I agree. And he had a rough – everything started steamrolling, like you said. It all started snowballing, and it turned into a complete nightmare. And this is a year where, in my opinion, flush it, move on. And now – I know it's scary, but I, I I find excitement in the fact he has eight scholarships to play with. I do too. And if thirty three is back, <laughs> I, I think those scholarships are going to go quick, and I think they're going to be coveted in a lot of ways. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we're nuts because it sure looks <laughs> like the uh, sky's falling to everybody else. <laughs> uh, I guess more good news. Obviously, the cowgirls are in the WNIT. What a run they had in Las Vegas. Uh, just a solid program, man. They just keep doing their thing, and and it uh, it works. And I did hear Heather Zell on on uh, radio the other day talking about the problem they have in the Mountain West Conference. I mean, it's a one bid league, period. And she mentioned that she'd been talking to other coaches around the league. They need to work out their scheduling, figure it out. Well, some of them play that other teams, like Wyoming played Gonzaga this year and things yeah. like that. They got to beat those. Got to win. Got to win. And speaking of not winning, I believe the Mountain West is 0-11 for their last 11 in the NCAA tournament. And last night was hideous. Nevada, I watched the first half. We turned it at halftime, I will say. But Arizona State hit every shot when I, looked at the, fire, when I looked at the TV. They with, former, with former Nevada former players. Former Nevada players, yeah. Yeah, Cambridge and Washington. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know they felt good. Oh, that had to feel so good. And that is not a great Arizona State team. Mm-mm. Nevada, you have to think, how did they how did they get here? I mean, they their resume. Wyoming's resume ended pretty badly last year as well, but not Nevada bad. They came in and lost in Laramie, lost at home to obviously a completely disheveled UNLV team. And uh then they got worked by Sandy or San Jose, San Jose State, State in the Mountain West tournament. So these teams, and I'm not a conference fan. I hope Boise State gets absolutely <laughs> annihilated today, but they got to start winning. Yeah. See, I am a, I am a comp, like I I like to see these teams go in and do well because right. the narrative of our whole conference is we can't we go to the tournament and we can't do a thing. Were you shocked to see four teams again? Yeah, especially with the caliber of the teams that didn't get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's such a wide-open year, I think, this year. But San Diego State has to perform. Boise State has to perform. They do play well against other teams throughout the year, mm-hmm. non-conference. But we got to get to the tournament and do well, or we're going to continue to be this – it's like the Pac-12, you yeah. know, in football that just up can't time. get yeah. to that spot. Yeah. And, no, it's it, San Diego State's a team that I – I mean, they have eight seniors. They need to make the Sweet 16. They at least need to make it to day two. They have to. They've been the biggest disappointment yep. to me. And then, you know, Boise State's kind of had a track record of being terrible in the postseason in general. So, I don't uh, – I hate Boise State so much. 
Well, I'm going to head to Denver tomorrow and root for ASU. You actually going to go to the yep. games? Got some friends coming up from Phoenix. How much did that set you back? We don't need to talk about that. We do. That's got. I don't even know how you got tickets. How much is a set? You go to a session? Yeah, you go to. So you get two games. Do you mortgage the house? No, hell no. On Ticketmaster and stuff like that, it's, it's 130 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. For the for two games? Yeah, for two games. I can't believe you even got tickets. Oh, secondary sites, there's so many tickets available. I remember I, one of the coolest moments of my life, Wyoming beats Gonzaga. I'm in the basement at my grandma's house with my buddies. We're going completely nuts. We're hammered off our ass, loving life. My grandma comes downstairs and like gives me a hug and shakes my hand and puts like 500 bucks in my hand. And she's like, go to Albuquerque. You need to be there. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. Couldn't find a ticket to save my life. I you played in the pit? In the pit. I called Gonzaga's ticket office. I called Missouri loss that day, too. I called Missouri's ticket office. I was calling any and everybody, and I couldn't help but think, like, we can go down there, hope like hell. But if we're watching this game across the street somewhere, and I wasn't old enough to be in the bar yet, but if we're watching this game across the street, I'm going to be so depressed. So let's just not even chance it. And we didn't. That's They did. Uh, they don't do that anymore. I remember they did play in the pit, but I they don't play in small venues like that anymore. No, it's very rare. Like uh, they're playing in Vegas at T-Mobile for the first and second rounds, and that's like 21,000. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. it might be 19 for basketball or something like that. But, yep. yeah, the, the pit's only 14 now. So mm-hmm. it's they're not going to play in those – they played a national championship in the pit. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Salt the Lake atmosphere City in too. there? Yeah. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Uh, so, Cowgirls will take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Islanders. The Islanders were playing last year in Dayton. They played Their last night team. in Dayton. Or Did t- they? Tuesday night in Dayton. Did they? Yeah, they won. So, oh. they get – guess who they get? Bama. <laughs> did, you have, did you guys happen to see the Bama fans that were walking into the SEC tournament? Wearing those shirts, yeah. murdering our way through the SEC in 2023. Actually, if you somebody zoomed in on one of the hats, there's a Texas A&M logo on the side of one of their hats. So there were other fans wearing them, <laughs> mocking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still, my yeah. God. Yeah, don't. What that's, are you guys rednecks doing? That's brutal. Switch <laughs> uh, <laughs> gears real quick. Congratulations to two Cowboy wrestlers this morning. They've won their matches in the first round of the NCAA championships. Nice. Uh, Jor Volk at 125 defeated number 12 Michael DiGastino, probably butchered the name, from Northwestern. And then... Jacob Wright. He had an Indiana cat, right? Yeah, and he just won. He beat the number eighteen guy, um, Gilcher from Indiana, three to two. Awesome. So, and Cole Moody lost, so he's gonna have to fight his way back through the losers bracket. Well, I'd say the Wyoming Cowboys have nothing to lose. <laughs> They've had a rough year too, but man, they're they have nothing to lose. I love the I love the attitude they're going in with here and and that Jory Volk or Jory Volk or whatever how you say. Yeah, he's a look at I remember when they signed him, he has a very impressive. He wrestled for what team USA or something, won a big like national world, world championship. championship yeah. yeah. I think Mark can turn that around to just I mean the portals even hitting them. Yeah. It's just it's the way of the world now and I know everybody hates it and everybody wants loyalty and all that, but it's just not it's just not a reality anymore, unfortunately. So get over the Cowgirls game, St. Patrick's Day. I'm sure the bars are going to be fun in Laramie, too. 
Um, trying to look through some stories. I did this. I did so many damn stories this week that I uh, forgot. Oh, I stumbled on that one. I don't know if you saw it, Jared. Uh, which quarterback will Wyoming face in Austin this year? Sounds like Steve Sarkeesian's opening it up. Yeah. It's going to be between yours and, and Mr. Manning. And uh, I don't know if you read the story, but the Cowboys just missed out on Peyton Manning when they played Tennessee in the early 2000s. And they missed out on Eli by one year when Ole Miss came to Laramie. And uh, now they might finally get to face a Manning. And uh, Steve Sarkeesian, of course, will always be hated in Wyoming. And uh, I know I share that with Mr. Jim Talich and uh, Marcus Harris, our disdain for for Steve Sarkeesian. So (laughs) I really would like to see Wyoming uh, perform in that one. Uh, Isaiah Nair, of course, will be a big storyline that week, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he looks like. Um, hopefully he doesn't look like Isaiah Nair. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so what time's the Cowgirls game, do you know? 6.30. 6.30, okay. And it's on the Mountain West Network, I assume? Well, it's on Poke Vision, yeah. Okay. Yep. So you can see that, or you can get over to the stadium, so over to the arena. They could uh, potentially have a nice little run here at the arena. We're getting used to that. You did see the bracket, though. If they win, they have to play the winner of K-State and somebody else. And who knows if that'll be at home or on the road. K-State, Wichita State, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Yep. They already beat Wichita State on the road this year, I want to say. And then uh, Peterson actually is from Kansas State, so that would be a nice storyline. Doesn't the WNIT, don't they – decide who is going to make them the most well, money. They, the schools actually wise. bid on it. Oh, really? Yeah, they have to pay money to host games. I'd imagine Wyoming has a hell of a lot more fans and all K-State that. K-State has a big following, but Wyoming did host them You know, those that year that they made the run, and that was yep. when Shaylee Lenning, Matt Lenning's little sister was on the team and all that stuff too, so yep. we'll see. All right, well... The Graham EK watch continues, fellas. Um, <laughs> we're definitely – my phone is dinging left and right with this transfer portal stuff, and I'm always just kind of – Holding your breath. Yeah, thinking, oh, boy, I really don't want to see his name come across that. I just – I really think if he stays, the Cowboys can be just fine. I think they'll be just fine next year. Mountain West losing a lot of firepower as well. Like I mentioned, San Diego State's losing eight guys. Boise State's going to lose a ton of dudes. You have to wonder when somebody's going to come – looking for Tyson Degenhardt, mm-hmm. like Gonzago, where, you know, he's from Spokane. That kid is so big and so thick. Being next to him in Vegas, dude's a hoss, man. <laughs> I would love to see him leave. I would love to see Talon Green, the quarterback at Boise State, leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Boise State leave in general. Can they go to, like, the big sky? They have filled it's where in, they deserve to be. They have slid in so seamlessly for BYU and Utah as far as just being absolute... <laughs> Arrogant. Oh, I can't stand them. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Maybe they're reporters, too. Um, anyway, good luck to the Cowgirls this week. And, uh, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks uh, for having me. Love, Appreciate it. I love having your perspective. It's, you know, it's not every day. That's what we struggle with, right? We've talked about that, that so many guys play at Wyoming and then they don't live anywhere near here. So it's so nice to have guys that actually stuck around and stayed here and I'm glad you moved to the good part of the state. <laughs> yeah. Got out of Cody. <laughs> For sure. No, I appreciate you guys having me. <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear your perspective. Jared, as always, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Um, we're going to have to start getting guests and stuff now. We will we're as gonna soon run as out of stuff. studio gets. <laughs> 
least. Yeah, we're going to run out of uh, games here shortly. I got a list of some people that we can get a hold of. Yeah, we'll get some dudes, and we need to get some guys from – maybe we should do – we need to get you up to Cody for that. Well, that's what Marcus was getting at last night. He yeah. wants me to come up. So, Dude, you should. And you like golf and stuff. You would love it. I just sit there and drink beer at the golf thing. I hate golfing. Do you even golf? Did yeah, you I'll golf go- up I'll there? golf. And I now golf Cowboy Joe, so I, I'm not good, but I like doing it. Well, and this is a basketball – they're doing basketball this yeah. year. Yeah. I'm your coach. I'm hoping not to blow an ACL or <laughs> I'm going to be your coach this year. You're going to have to wear a mouth guard now. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, Adam just got braces metal mouth. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Adult braces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know Ryan Brown. I talked to him in Vegas. Apparently, I'm the uh, I'm the coach of Team Wyoming. So, you let me know if you need a blow. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna the whole get, can I just be your assistant the whole game? <laughs> I'm going to MF you up and down the court. Guess what's happening in the NCAA tournament right now? What's that? A big upset. Is Bracket a, buster. Mountain West team? No. Who is it? Furman, Virginia. For, boy, Virginia. Two seconds to go. What's the score? 68-67 Furman. Does Furman have the ball? Uh, I think Virginia does. Oh, because they just called timeout. Man, Virginia loves screwing the pooch in March. Oh, don't lost they? to a sixteen. Now they may lose to a thirteen. <laughs> and I think they just did. Did then? You got the updated? I might be a little behind. I'm not bummed. Yep, Furman won by a point. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here. Right, so see you guys. Drink beer. See you guys. Happy St. Patty's Day, by yeah. the way. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it.